Welcome back to a very Naga like completely nice episode of this week's adventure of Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your captain of codes and sower of secret spy rings, aka GM Patrick here, and joining me in slipping clandestine messages and stabbing each other in the back are my four friends and your players, Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. How are you doing, folks? Hello. I'm great. Ooh, so great. that wouldn't be an egg naga by chance, would it? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not this not time, time of the jokes. year. But <laughs> right out the gate, Tyler, I just I come out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording. The jokes are happening. Uh, no, we, we talked. I mean, we, we took a little time off from from playing. But the last time we played, we talked about thanksgiving side dishes in the episode for like oh yeah an hour and I, i'm sorry i think that's uh, edit uh, that seth you have to sit through but i want to talk this week about traditions maybe uh things you do around the thanksgiving holiday you know um does anybody have to watch the parade or you know watch football so i never watched the parade growing up however as an adult it makes me cry so, like, I'll watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and it makes me cry. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. I know there are people out there who understand what? where I'm coming from. I am not alone. Makes you cry with happiness? Yeah, it's like something oh. nostalgic about it. Like That, that I, makes I more sense than what yeah. I was imagining. <laughs> You're like, no, no Santa's coming down. <laughs> no, not Snoopy. <laughs> No, it's like the nostalgia and the the beginning of the Christmas season. Christmas is like my favorite holiday. And I I just it's there's a lot wrapped up into it. And I think Your having heart kids sort of has, swells. Yeah, mm-hmm. having kids, especially like I, I don't know, just seeing Santa at the end, like uh, all of it is is just more magical now, you know. So. Tis tis indeed a magical time of year. Oh, I also really enjoy when my parents are not around because I I host Thanksgiving um, mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult. Um, but when my parents are not around, like before they arrive, we tune into MST3K's Turkey Day. Oh, so, uh, another classic. A lot of yeah. fun. And uh, then after Thanksgiving, we get our Christmas tree. Sorry, I'm done now. I have a lot of a lot of. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's good that. because I don't know if the rest of us have anything. I mean, I, <laughs> I watch football. That's mm-hmm. that's. I mean, and and that's and that's really it. You know, Thanksgiving. Um, we don't have like a central location that it's always at. You know, I've had Thanksgiving all over the place. It changes like every <laughs> single year, which is a fun thing to have to organize or or um, get ready for sometimes and. Um, I, uh, I I I don't watch the parade. I don't I don't know if I've ever watched the parade. If I'm actually being honest, um, <laughs> I mean I mean I mean for you, you'd have to get up at like five in the morning or something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm East Coast. I don't know that I'd get up like any earlier than like nine for it. Yeah, but. yeah. So I think it starts uh, at ten. But yeah, yeah. I I I by the time I wake up on on Thanksgiving, it's like it's well and truly like into it. And now they're on to like the, all like the acts that I don't know that I don't recognize. And I'm like, who are these young people today playing all this fancy music? The, and the, uh, the tradition that I tried to start when I became an adult was to have a friend's giving before Thanksgiving. And that was, mm-hmm. that's something I, I've tried to keep doing. I mean, with, with an exception of you know, <laughs> last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was about to say, uh, I, I do a, a, what we call Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, which Jabert, have you been, you've been to before, obviously. Oh yeah. Like a few times. Yeah. Um, I, I do it every year except last year. <laughs> and then in the last couple of years, my wife has had me, she says, we're going to cook a Turkey for 
like a charity um that collects cooked turkeys <laughs> but it's really oh, me cool. cook, cooking a turkey so sometimes <laughs> sometimes i'm cooking like three turkeys in that week <laughs> so i think that's my pastime that for- second turkey I mean, is primo that third turkey yeah you can tell he's getting a little tired of cooking <laughs> turkeys <laughs> you've just piled on way too much butter you're just like just butter just just put butter on it nobody cares <laughs> all right this is my edit tyler keep your mouth clean please i didn't say it i cut it off i just it was just like <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you're just some but um uh, seth your favorite uh thanksgiving time or some other topic of discussion at the top so seth, save us save us <laughs> I, uh, you know, Thanksgiving was a thing when I was a kid, but as mm. I've grown up, I've gotten a little disillusioned with the um, meaning of the holiday, I guess. So I don't really. Oh yeah. Oh it. yeah. Yeah. The meaning is not, is no bueno. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. It's it's a completely corrupted and tainted holiday. In it's my a opinion. day off work at the very least, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I, and this I do year, it just to help curtail the turkey population. And this year it's actually the, 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 um, my, my boyfriend is coming down to, to visit um, for Thanksgiving. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, no real traditions. Um, Mm -hmm. I will get together with people and we will eat, but I don't know. It it holds no special meaning to me. Boyfriend's going to be in town. So it's going to be more like a Spanksgiving. That's what (laughs) we're talking about here. I tried my best at a, a Seth witty joke, and they kept talking. It's like, no, I need to say Thanksgiving quickly. <laughs> Quick, before it gets stale. Oh, no, now it's real stale. Well, better say it anyway. <laughs> well, well uh, Tyler, this is your first uh, Thanksgiving with baby Bismara. Are, are you going to blend together your uh, Thanksgiving food so you have uh, a babyfied? Thanksgiving, oh, a baby fried Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I feel like Thanksgiving foods are a, a lot of good baby foods, like yams. Oh, yeah, and yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'm sure the sweet potatoes will be fed. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and you just throw that. You throw some some of that uh, stuffing turkey and gravy some, and stuff. Turkey and gravy in there and just blend it up. It that's a perfect little puree. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like if she's starting solids. Oh, my, that's my biggest plan is. My biggest plan is to I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna cook a turkey, hack off the drums, hack off the wings, and then just push her up through the carcass and right. pull her arms out the side. So yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. this like she's just a turtle yeah. in the yeah. shell of a. That way dead you don't turkey. have to like she can't go anywhere. So and then yep. she's got snacks whenever she wants. That it. is <laughs> if that's not yeah. a Pathfinder villain yet monster. Old <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby Bestiary four is coming up. <laughs> Tyler, are you are you doing that for for Halloween or? thanksgiving i don't like both it's, it's like a mix it's a, it's like holiday well, celebration well for there. thanksgiving the turkey's cooked for halloween the turkey's still alive oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a uh it's like a, a set of powered armor living powered armor <laughs> i am baby baby gobble, turkey. gobble. Hold on, uh, that's starfinder right like yeah, we're, oh, we're yeah, mixing yeah, yeah, podcasts yeah, yeah. way too, <laughs> way too well here. Um, let's get into this week's episode, all about some some traditions, some some homecomings, and get back to it. Because when you guys last left off, we found you with some information about a certain Waga 
uh, water naga. <laughs> I said a waga. <laughs> a waga. A waga. A waga. You know a what? A wanaga. That's what it is now. It's a waga. A waga. Yeah. A waga. Uh, someone said to have some information about this spy ring and traveling south indeed that is you know where nearby uh you you grew up uh cassius Aye. and it, it's a long journey it will take a few weeks so this episode actually starts with maybe a small series of vignettes we've got Henelius fitch uh, being let off the ship back in the port of Allo with the the remains of his former crewmate Vargas Sprack. We see uh, a Besmaran funeral, uh, and then additionally a few days after that, send Sendara Quinn presiding over another send off for the remains of Captain Jel Hazar, the the captain of the the Brine Banshee. I feel like a Bismarck funeral, like there are a few ways that could go. And some of them are really fun. And some of them are, uh, frankly, just a little boring Viking, Viking, Viking. Yeah. I mean, and I I feel especially at the, uh, at the, at the, for the latter funeral, the funeral for the captain, you know, Cassius is maybe oddly quiet and somber, just, um, with the, with the revelation he had when he touched the wheel and, just you know, I, I think two things: the fact that he has, <clears throat> as I think up until that point, he really didn't remember that time. That was mm-hmm. not something that was that he looked back on, and so he's got kind of a he's mourning a loss that he didn't even know he had, and b he's having to uh, exist in this with this revelation that he has these memories that he's not quite able to dredge up. So um, there's just a lot on on his mind. Um, for that for that whole funeral process you're not sure what exactly the power of this wheel is that you've you've installed on the the tidebreaker the this magical wheel that you pulled up from the wreckage but you do feel every once in a while maybe you know taking taking it in in clear waters and and sure winds um besides the handles of it feeling very comfortable it, it seems to preternaturally kind of move very easily, allowing allowing the tidebreaker to really slip between the, the waves, uh, maybe turn a little bit faster. And every once in a while, you see, I mean, you, you look down and it's not just your hands on the wheel. You, you see maybe like another set of hands there. And then like as you, you look around, you're, you're up there by yourself. But does feel like it's very easy to steady this wheel, and uh, it feels feels good. Feels good in in your hands. So it's like somebody's helping steer. That's exactly the feeling. That's, Is it like when like yeah. like when Goku was dead, and then like Gohan did the Kamehameha, and like the spirit Goku is behind him, also doing one. I, I was gonna say it's it's like Whoopi Goldberg in uh, uh, Ghost. What? With 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 Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I knew where you were oh. going with that one. <laughs> yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is behind you, Tyler, helping steer the ship. I mean, that would be awesome. Sorry, that Whoopi be... Goldberg was in Ghost. Yeah, yeah. So she is the hand that Swayze directs, and it really it it bugs me that we don't have a scene of Whoopi Goldberg 
erotically making pottery with Demi Moore, but that's what like actually happened <laughs> in that scene. What? Rebecca looks mortified, folks. Doesn't make any sense. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen it. I've right. only seen that scene. Yeah. But still, I'm confused. 31 year old. Okay. Maybe someday so, I'll watch it. <laughs> that scene is like they. They don't like man. The, I don't know why I'm explaining 1990s ghosts to you, but they don't really manifest <laughs> very well. They can like um, talk and kind of act through Whoopi Goldberg, who's like a a fake seance artist, but becomes a, a very real one, right? Or I forget the movie, but anyway, that's what's happening with. <laughs> Is this an episode of The More You Nerd? All of a sudden, like, are we <laughs> about to like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's break down 1990s ghost. Uh, yeah, right, it's time to spin the wheel of Catherine. So, are we? So, uh, Patrick, mm-hmm. are we going to be? Are we going to? Are we going to be putting in close enough to where Cassius can make a like home stop? Is that a possibility? Yes, very much so. I mean, okay, you're traveling so then, all that way. It's actually uh, you know uh, from growing up there. There is indeed this hidden cove where your original ship was was built that where you could leave leave the tidebreaker and make like a day's travel up the coastline um, along the the hilly coastline and the tidebreaker would be extremely safe there because it's it's really unless you're looking for this cove it's it's kind of impossible to see a ship in it i think knowing that maybe as we get closer cassius would just call in his um officers mm-hmm mm-hmm and just say, you know, something along the lines of, you know, we're about to make birth somewhere that's quite close to where I grew up, actually. And if it is okay with all of you, I would like to make a quick detour towards those who raised me. See how they are doing, in fact. It has been, oh, my goodness. Well, it has been a very long time since I have been back there. And my grandmother, who quite instilled in me the, the desire to take to sea, I promised one day I would return and show her that I could make my way on the shackles. And I would like to keep that promise. So, Well, won't she be surprised? Especially that you're married now. Yeah. Oh, please do well, not mention strange. that. Please don't mention that. <laughs> no, no. Yes, I, I have a feeling that we have a few stories to share, and I'm excited to share them. And, uh, as well as give her some money and gifts that... I could never repay what they have done for me. They quite literally saved my life. I owe them much more than some trinkets, but it is the least I could do. Well, if we were anywhere near Magnamar, I would certainly want to stop in and see my parents, so I'm fine with making a pit stop to see your your family. You think your parents would be proud of all you accomplished, Dolores? Oh, we won't tell them what happened. I just want to (laughs) say hello. Would you introduce us? Uh, Probably not. Uh, that is quite rude, Alaris. That is quite <laughs> rude. I I must admit my heart is a little a little damaged there, but I I understand that you must keep your um your noble connections intact. Unfortunately, courtly graces don't work on my parents, so. Oh, that is unfortunate. <laughs> right. So he- ready to to head in to the the cove and and up the shore. Um, um, indeed. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, just because I know it might not ever come up again, so I just want to go ahead and say it right now. 
um, that uh, sort of daily I'm casting a level four phantom steed. So mm-hmm. sort of throughout the day, I'm just sort of ranging around the ship, like just sort of zipping around the ship, like keeping my eye out for, for threats in the waters. I'm sorry, is that a ghost horse? It's a ghost horse that can run on the water. That's awesome. And so, yeah, the... So I, that's that is my new method of conveyance around around the waters. I, I like to think you you just like range ahead of the tidebreaker, and you're like, uh, "I'll see you when I you catch up with me." Yeah, hi ho, hi ho, ghosted away. <laughs> I actually just went and like and sort of looked up to see like what's the speed of a sailing ship in Pathfinder, and uh, it's about I mean, it's the same speed as a phantom steed making three move actions and so 25 <laughs> so, miles per hour maybe somewhere in there yeah it's a 60 well so 180 feet per round so um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. excellent um so uh cassius yeah last time you were here barely a dollar to your name people from all over the the area like even outside of the the township you know help you put together this destroyed ship that you, you called the cursed Phoenix over many, many months. But uh, yeah, coming back here, you guys have heaps and heaps of treasure, not just from the Brian Banshee, but from your adventures uh, since, since gaining your papers, you know, probably more silver than most of them would see in, in several lifetimes. Are you, are you stepping off in, in your full regalia back, back yeah. home, your fine clothes? Yep. So Cassius is supporting his, like, you know, he has a even more ridiculous hat that is on par with what was what was the uh, what was the lady pirate who had like the bananas huge hat, <laughs> the seven foot hat or whatever. It yeah, was. like the yeah. seven foot hat. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, he has a very fine hat. He's wearing his high fashion fine uh, clothing. He he is truly regaled out and. Um, he also has a, he has prepared a gift for them in a small, like, treasure box mm-hmm. um, that he will carry with him. Uh, Tessa Fairwind is, is who you are currently working yeah. alongside. Yeah, so, him. yeah, she, now, her hat is still bigger than Cassie's. He understands he shouldn't step on toes and try to make a bigger hat, but... It is, I mean, big, it, it is a floofy hat. She like pays a cabin boy to like walk behind her and like lift up the back oh, of her I, hat. It's got it's got like a train. That's ridiculous hat. Right, he respects as, it. As you anchor ship and and get ready to to step off, you know the pirates under your command are excited to to get some shore time, but perhaps a, a bit confused as they clear the ridge around the cove and see in the distance a tiny village. You know, maybe a hundred people in in and around it. Uh, Nahim the Naga Killer comes up and is like, oh, Captain, uh, this place, oh, she's not much to her. Liable, we'll, we'll drink this this whole settlement dry if and we try. How long will we be here in port? I imagine we not be long. We're just here for some information, but... And then he, he Cassius will, like, wheel around and he'll look at, he'll look at the whole crew, all the rabble, not the officers. I don't think everyone's he'll, off the ship all at one time, but well, yeah. but but whoever he can see, whoever's coming, to, whoever's coming ashore, but and uh-huh. he'll just kind of look out and he will say, you know, this is me hometown, so drink it dry if you can, but be on your best behavior. I will set sail without you, and he'll make forward. Alrighty, uh, right, yeah. So you can walk up 
the hills away from from this small seaside town to uh, a straw and wood bungalow, a longhouse you've not seen in, in a few years on the hill overlooking the bay and uh, see a very familiar face and that of a, an old woman who who sits on a, a stool hand spinning uh, from a loom what looks like a, a, a long piece of garments and uh, she she looks up kind of smiles in your direction before raising to her feet you know swaying back and forth a bit and, and humming an, an ancient holy song of her ancestors and just kind of leaves her arms wide open as as you as you approach uh, it is indeed uh, Nadia de jour grandmother yeah Cassius will just you know recognize it and embrace her happily for, for everyone else uh, she is indeed a, a very ancient um, Boswani uh, woman who's, who's got uh, long kind of pleated hair and, uh, and wears a, a fairly colorful um, uh, kind of traditional dress. Uh, she says, oh, oh, welcome back, Cassius. You have grown into a man, indeed strong and true. You, you told me, you told me that many years ago you felt at home out there on the waves. Is it, is it indeed that you've now grown tired and, and come back here, found your place in our village or or is this just a small pit stop before you return home again? Uh, fortunately, it is just but a small pit stop. As the sea still calls, and there are many things that must be done. But there is a bit of a worry nearby that I must take care of. And I wanted to stop by and check in on you and check in on, check in on father. And I have something for you. And mm. he produces just a, a, the small treasure box. And, Inside of it are um, is, is jewelry, bracelets, earrings, um, and also just some just just some straight up gold. Uh, total in total, fifty six gold um, mm-hmm. worth of um, just nice things that he you know that he just took out of the um, treasure from either the Brian Banshee or you know where where else we have been plundering. So mm-hmm. and, uh, he says it's it's from my adventures and. Part of the shares we just split when we when we uh, discovered a, a sea wreck of a ship called the Brine Banshee, and uh, I wanted you to have some of it as as repayment and also thanks for, for doing everything that you did for me back when I was a child, and also for keeping this place home in case I ever did need to return. Oh, that is very very nice, but I cannot keep this. This is this is too too much. You are home now, and. As such, you you shall be treated as as you were when you were here. I would not accept this amount of money when when you were when you were here before. Um, he she sees you know. I, I imagine you guys are, are with her. Maybe Sandara Quinn, Rosie have come come with to to say hello as as well. Uh, she'll greet all of you in time and in, and say you know. Oh, we we call this place the Blind Lagoon. Uh, there, there are many tradespeople who live in the hills here. Uh, many families, large, large families. Uh, Jakar, Jakar, why don't you rouse them? And you see a, a, a younger but still older than, than most of you guys, Botswani man, come out of, of the longhouse and greet you all. Um, Nadia says, I, I, I feel tonight is a night 
of celebration uh, for the gods saw it fit for me not to lose two sons to the sea. One one has returned. One has returned, Jakar. Uh, he'll come up to you, Tyler, to, to Cassius, and as is his way, just give you a, a silent, a very stoic uh, embrace, and then moves over to a, a small tower and, and starts ringing, you know, pulling a rope, ringing a bell for, for the townsfolk. And as you guys can make pleasantries, introduce yourself, to, to Nadia, it's not long before indeed families uh, start emerging from from the hills and the jungle, um, start coming up to the the longhouse from their their huts by the water. See some some hunters returning with like, traps of of birds and lizards and things like that. And Nadia greets them all, and. Uh, introduces you back to them uh many of these people you've not seen in you know as long as as you've <laughs> since you've been here cassius so a few of them you've never met before like young children come up and inspect your fine clothes and want to see your weapons and kind of same goes for everyone <laughs> um nadia says oh we will begin cooking for you you and your men who must be uh, famished for, for a good home-cooked meal. Uh, we'll have stew and, and wild rices and legumes, some some seaweed and, and shrimp as well. But when was the last time you ate, Cassius? You, you look nothing but bones. You know that months at sea only gives us bread and water, so a warm meal would be quite nice. I've had my fill of uh, a fish caught off the side of the ship in the shallows. Yeah, so you guys can can rest up here for a little bit as uh, day turns to night. They they bring out a a massive kind of community pot and begin making a, a large kind of potluck stew uh, set upon a, a large fire built down down closer towards the village and indeed make it so large enough that everyone can can eat and as soon as it's about 50% full, they, they bring more food out and, and fill it up again so people can eat through the night and you can get bring bring some back to the ship. Um, but what do you guys think you, you, you do here while uh, while staying in, in the village? Any any phantom steeding you want to do around the exterior, Jabir? Well, um, I was actually going to ask real quick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so my understanding is that the Aruxi and the Botswani generally get along with each other is that correct or is that a false assertion um you know there's s- several different um you know tribes along the the coastline here so i think it 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 depends i mean there's definitely larger cities that the 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 folks there are not super you know like blood cove <laughs> not super agreeable to like any forms of, of outsiders and and things like that but this seems to be a, a very insular you know smaller community that um they they seem fine with even all the the oddities and and extremes in your your pirate crew yeah we got leshies we got <laughs> crow folk and we got all sorts of uh we got all sorts of cast of characters spilling out from this boat well, I was mainly talking about like the the likes of of Dad murdering Jim, who immediately begins uh, to regale them with all the dads he's murdered. 
Uh, maybe we. You know what? Dead murdering Jim is is he's is back on, on the ship. Is on he ship killed, watch. He he killed he killed one dad. You don't. It's, hit it's, it's like any... that. It's like that joke. It's like you do this, you do that, but you kill one dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kill one naga, and that's your name. It worked well for, for one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Mahim, Alaris, it worked well. For dad murdering Jim, it did not go so well. It didn't help. Oh. That was like a really good dad. He essentially killed like Tim the Toolman Taylor, and everybody was pissed about it. <laughs> he killed Father Time. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ultimate I, father. I mean, you know, it's worth noting. Uh, every every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Keep that in mind. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was very, uh, very eloquent. Right. So big big bonfire here what else are you guys doing is is there anybody has any plans for off ship time your little amount of downtime before you have to head out the next day um i think uh kendoso uh is has been spending a little too much time in the presence in the close presence of other humans and so it's going to range out a little bit around the village and Mm -hmm. uh we do a little scouting, a little hunting, a little, uh, little, little bit of alone time. Oh yeah, you there do. Is... Ha- you do have to. It is your uh, anathema, right? Uh, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm anathema to become settled in one place for too long, which is sort of helpful on a pirate ship. But you know, it's true. I, I would hope that they wouldn't be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, it's the <laughs> ship. You can't be on that I mean, ship. Yeah, for it's, too it's long. sort of. It's sort of like. It's sort of like. Uh, you know, you can't get settled in civilization too much yeah. and so yeah. i yeah. guarantee you the decks of that ship are the least civilized placed on the planet <laughs> perfect oh uh, boy um i right. think uh i think hanto uh given the opportunity to um be in a somewhat familiar environment you know a, a smaller uh, tribal community he would probably just be um I guess observing their customs, comparing them, maybe trading notes with hunters and that sort of thing, seeing like mm-hmm. what they kind of do in this region, just out of interest and of the yeah. of the of the trade. And uh, if any flocks of little children are interested in him, he is surprisingly gentle and friendly with them. Uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, I guess Who isn't that a, gentle with me. It's a, a fairly small community, but talk about as... it later, Candoso. I was just right here. As the night goes on, you know, people come from from further afield, deeper into the hills behind there, and it turns definitely into a a large kind of community gathering. And, uh, you know, then a ton of pirates come off the ship as well and and join in. Uh, So you've got some some music being played, definitely a lot of food here. And I think they would probably mostly have like hard liquors and and things like that um not, not a big brewery here but you'll, you'll find some very heavy spirits and things that they mix with you know different juices and and what have you uh so definitely a place where you can can lose yourself um and and relax they seem uh, fairly fairly chill um people pretty excited to come back and, and get to talk to you cassius and yeah you you don't get much time to yourself um but uh, eventually it does begin to quiet down and uh after you know you're given a a plate of of food by jakar you know you're you're 
father figure, the the son of Nadia, who says the first thing since that since uh, you've come back here to the town. First words he's spoken in a long time, and he says, "You know, this this is not the ship from whence you sailed from here. What what happened to the Phoenix?" Cassius just kind of like nods his head over, and he's like, "Ah, yes." Very sorry, but uh, sailed. I tried to sail that ship into the eye of Abendigo itself, and I might have, sort of, a little bit wrecked it. Uh, so currently, it is uh, anchored on a small island, and I need uh, waiting repairs. So, but in the meantime, I took this vessel, and once I have the funds, I'll repair the Phoenix. I'll have the makings of my own fleet, mate. Pretty good. We worked on that ship for a year. The entire village pitched in, raised the sail, put nails in her boards, and you sail back here under another flag in a, in a, in a larger vessel. Be no disrespect, but I feel bad for what happened to the Phoenix, and I do want to repair her, but sometimes the wind just doesn't go the way you wish it. And I was a young captain, foolhardy and greedy caused me to lose my ship and I can only say I'm sorry. And, I really and now only it. one of those traits is true. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, it has that, changed. Uh, sorry. That, not young anymore. I did it. I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else is true. You're not young. <laughs> now uh, I'm yeah. just greedy. Yeah. <laughs> See, if that, that was me, I would have waited like 30 seconds to say that line when, when too much time had passed. Uh, J- Jakar, you know, yeah, maybe eating his own meal will let it marinate for um, a moment or so before he continues on and and says, did Natia, Nadia t- tell you ever of of her other grandson, the the one she says she she lost, my my sister's boy? No, I never had the heart or courage to ask her too many details besides the fact that he did not return. It is it is more than that. Diwali Kepu is lost to us, but. It is it is true he is not dead, just just dead to her. My my sister was living in a larger port then and had to take a job as a fishmonger when, when her husband passed and all of her children helped out. They did jobs. They they brought home coppers to put in the family bank. And she hurt herself on the job, and that hurt became an illness. The illness laid her out. They all helped out, all the children except for young Diwali. His head was filled with adventure of stories of riches, and he left his mother there to die in, in her sick, and he joined up on a pirate ship. And, and after she passed, so too did two more of her children after that. And it, it broke Nadia, and she swore that she would not let something like that happen again. And now she dotes on the little ones of this village. And she pampered you. When you wanted to leave and, and repair that ship, she spent every last favor, every single coin she had, getting it fixed, getting the materials, getting the townspeople behind you. It is very good that you are home, Cassius. And you, you know that you are a, a source of, of pride of this, this village, but you need to know that you are also now a reminder of, of that, that grandchild, all the grandchildren that she has lost. I I guess I did not know, and 
Perhaps even if I did, I do not know if that would have changed my convictions to go to sea, but I hope, I hope she can see that I am maybe different, that we can be different. Diwali's decision is despicable and heartless. As many pirates can be, I have seen my fill, but I will never forsake this village nor forsake her. And you tried to, to give her treasures, to try to pay her back? I feel guilty for losing the ship and also causing so many problems when I was young. After we found riches on the bottom of the sea and found riches taking prizes, I find myself not knowing what to do with some of it. I feel like the only thing I could bring back that was of any value was something that glittered and shined like gold. Well, the the villagers here would would gladly accept that money, but that, that will not help Nadia. She only cares for time these days. And while you are here, you will give her as much of your own as you can. Do you understand? Aye. I will see to it. And while you are out there on on the seas, if you find my nephew, Dwele Kepu, you see him in a larger port, the, the son of a fish gutter from Singkor, but you tell him that he too must pay time back, time lost to dead family and make amends, or those lost will follow him in the afterlife until his death. At least that is what the old woman says. I have made a few connections since setting out to sea. I will I will ask of his name and see if I cannot locate him, and I will pass along the message. Uh, he'll, he'll kind of give you a clasp on the shoulder and say he's he's heading to bed, but, you know, tells you to um, to eat up, drink up, and, and enjoy your, your time here. Do you do that? Sure. And, and, you know, Cassius will obviously probably stay by, you know, Nadia's side as long as she decides to, to stay up. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, even after she may, you know, retire to bed and uh, revelry continues, you know, he is just, he'll just kind of stay up and be very somber. He'll, he'll reconnect with people he knows and, you know, maybe you'll see him trading a, a story or two with some young children, but... Overall, very, very melancholic. He's this is the one place he feels a responsibility towards. You know, when he's on, when he's out on the seas, it's 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 this it's freedom. It's this ability to create his own path. But this this is where his anchor lays, and this is where he feels where he has a true responsibility to um, give back something that he could never give enough of. Does everybody else, um, I guess I, I'm asking this both in and out of character. Do you, do you know much about Cassius? Like where, where he's from? Do you think he's, or Tyler, do you think he, you, you've um, told people a lot of, of your upbringing here? Because obviously you are, I mean, not lily white, but you are definitely not dark skinned like your, your family. Sure. Yeah. He doesn't look like a monolith. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, you know, Cassius has not mentioned it much more so than um, what he probably told his the officers that this is where he was. This is where he was raised. Mm-hmm. Um, so the you know those who are more perceptive might notice that it was not born and raised, um, and you know where he he holds it in very close close to his heart, high esteem. Uh, he obviously loves this place very much um, and feels a great tie to it, but. Uh, you know what he, how he ended up here. Um, you know maybe what this place actually means to him. That's not something that he, you know, would speak of very openly. Although 
obviously he was just speaking to his his essentially his his father so if anybody overheard that they would probably get a hint of it um and just hit the change in his demeanor that uh his like cocky swagger his attitude is completely gone here he's just very um more down to earth just much more um calm so I, i'll say for alaris i mean as probably evidenced by her initial reaction to even coming here you know, I, I think she's a little naive and that she just assumes that everyone kind of grew up the way she did with like a nuclear family and, you know, born and raised or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that's right. Just that's how Alaris would. I mean, you know, that's what she she knows and just kind of assumes the Alaris. same. I love the use silver, of silver spoon in her tongue. I, I yeah. just love the use of nuclear family here. I, that's not that's not a description I would have heard coming from from a Pathfinder family. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, Alaris has one, right? Like she has a mother and a father, and you know, and a family, yeah. and um, but uh, and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that was kind of intentional on my part when I said all of that because I kind of suspected that Cassius probably has more to his story, but. I don't know that Alaris would would suspect anything, you know, um, or try to or read anything into it, just because you know she wouldn't have any reason to. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, are we here to witness this change in Cassius, or would our characters be not observing I mean, this? Change? You guys are certainly around. I mean, this is. Yeah. I mean, essentially, this is a this is a longhouse full of you know tables and eating and drinking and. While you you would definitely see Cassius like hovering around his grandmother Nadia, um, yeah, it, it depends. Are you super drunk? Then no, you probably don't notice. But if you're if you if you watch Cassius for any period of time, you would notice. You know, this isn't like when we've gotten together at Rickety Hakes or when we celebrated um, in other times. He's just he's very he's it, it, it's um you know he's come home. And, and I think there's a, a quietness to him that reflects that and also a um, uh, a bit of sadness to it as well. I mean, there again, I, I feel like Alaris, just because, you know, you compare everything to your own experience, especially if you don't have a lot of experiences. So Alaris would probably observe Cassius and his attitude, attitude toward coming home and being around these people to how she would act does he seem more guarded or less guarded or like more relaxed or like what's the change for, to a third party observer? Right. I think the change would be def definitely more relaxed. And at the same time, um, I, I don't know if more guarded is the right thing, but it's that it's um, boy, I don't know. What's the right word? You know, you know when you meet with someone or you meet with family after not seeing them for a long time and it's that feeling of i want to prove to them that i've made something of myself but in fact from their eyes he really hasn't like neither nadia nor jacor could have cared less that he left in fact they just did it to support cassius they didn't wish for him to leave they didn't wish for him to go on grand adventures that was a selfishness that he kind of imposed on everybody are you looking now, for the word guilt yeah i mean that might be that might be closer to it so i i think i think cassius feels this desire to to prove that what he has done has that he has accomplished something that he that he has become a thing that um that all this has been a positive but it doesn't escape the fact that in jakar's eyes 
all it has done is removed him from the village and from Nadia's life, and therefore they just don't have him around, which is what they would probably want the most. Pardon me, uh, we're going to have to pause the podcast as I go call my mom and tell her I love her. <laughs> Take a quick 10-minute break. I mean, uh, not not to make this the Alara show. I mean, absolutely not. But um, speaking from my character, I feel like, I mean, going back to, you know, comparing it to her experience and like imagining herself in, in his shoes, I feel like she would identify with that on some level because, you know, she's not necessarily proud of the steps that she's taken and wouldn't want to be completely open with her parents, you know, um, but at the same time would be happy to see them. And, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a, it's a little bittersweet, right. To go home For sure. uh, when you're not really done with your goals and haven't fully, you know, realized what you wanted to do. Yeah. And there's definitely something that I mean, like Cassius is a very flippant person, you know, he's very quick to make light of a situation, but like, if one of if one of, if if either Alaris or Hanto or Candosa would notice when Jakar was talking to him, it was very much a situation where like you were when you were a kid, right? You're staring at your own feet because you realize like yeah, you're in the wrong. There's just no other way to paint it in your mind. And, shame, yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah, a little shame, a little guilt, a little you know, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that, but mm. at the same time, happy to be home but, yes, and see very these still people, happy, right? To be home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's definitely happiness there. There's there's smiles and uh, you know you maybe he he takes his big hat and plops it on you know kids' heads and it's like four times the size so they like trip and fall. Or, <laughs> <laughs> we. Know, yeah, yeah, I'm the pirate. Right. There's definitely uh, celebratory nature there, and you can tell that like you know when he's with Nadia or Jakar, he's just it's it's a different he has a different tone about him than when he's with other villagers or with the children where he's more kind of like him his normal self. Mm. Right. So the the embers of the communal fire, the the hearth where the meal was, you know, do die down to embers and uh, everyone will kind of excuse themselves, head back to their their places to to sleep as well as Nadia. And uh, in the morning, uh, you guys can can wake up bright and early and uh, a fine breakfast is is laid out for you and. Um, I think if you've you've let slip that you you have some business here, you know, Nadia will will politely you know ask ask what it is if there's anything that uh, they can can help do. Not sure if there's anything you can help with. There's a waga nearby. At least I'm pretty sure that's how it's locally known, and uh, it has. We are told it has some sensitive information that we need to diplomatically gain from it. Are, are you aware of any wagas that nest nearby? Oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, uh, far to the north, but but we do not do not trade with them very often, as as you might guess. They 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 keep to themselves, but the the hunters that range up that way do say that they they hear their calls in the night. Sometimes it is is uh, I believe the kind that. Uh, comes out in, in the full moon especially but they they are indeed up up that direction uh if you're if you're heading out there it, it best be early here as, as as it can get uh a little treacherous and you can just follow the coastline but sometimes it, it, it might be a little misleading and it might lead you down a uh the the banks of a of a river or perhaps in into a cove um 
be be careful. There's there are, there are boars upon the path who have been known to to knock people down into the waters and then swim after no. them. And then to climb back up those same cliffs. Yeah. No. Yes. We've had we've had experience very, with boars on very the possible. <laughs> now, now I, Patrick, you, you mentioned Waga calls, and now like I'm just trying to think about like if a snake made a noise, like a, a call, mm-hmm. what would that sound like? Sound like your nightmares for sure. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine a, a like ten to fifteen foot snake with a, a human body, <laughs> you know, just uh ugh, you know gross. what the, you know what snakes are kind of shaped like? A Vuvuzela. That's right. <laughs> Whoa, that was a close one. <laughs> All right, come on. I was gonna say, I was gonna say the uh, that that sort of wooden tuba thing. That's sort of a a wooba. Yeah, I was a wooba. A wooba. No, what was it? Um, bassoon. Yeah, didgeridoo. Bassoon is what you're looking for. Didgeridoo. Yeah. Oh, didgeridoo. Yeah. So like you're just like walking through the, the forest at night and you hear. Like, oh no, Wagas! <laughs> we're close. Hey, there's Wagas in these woods. Wagas, Flagas flames. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, Cassius, Cassius would say, well, we've had interactions with both, oddly enough, boars and Nagas before, and we do not seek to. We only seek to trade information with these, so I am hoping we can keep things as, uh, well, non violent as possible. Okay. Well, as as you head out uh, early that morning, obviously Mahim the Naga Killer is is up with the dawn as well and, and waiting and outside the coming the, with us the longhouse. Yeah, he's like uh, the 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 scuttlebutt captain be that that you going after a a Naga up up to the north. Is that right? Ah, Mahim, you knew I would be waking you to come with us on this particular trip. <laughs> I see you've already beat me to it, lad. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Please don't make me go, Captain. That's that's Naga you fought at Rickety Hakes. I I don't know how to tell you this, but I really didn't do much during that fight. <laughs> Nonsense! You were the thing, deciding factor. That thing could have ripped me apart. I I literally thought you were going to die. <laughs> no, he's coming. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He is a Naga killer, not a Waga killer. There is a yeah, there is a, a, a subtle, but but right. uh, uh, important difference. He'll go uh-huh. back to uh, Dad murdering Jim and Jimothy Tippin to be like, Ah, Captain says I'm 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 too skilled, I'm too bloodthirsty. Can't go along with them. It's a diplomatic yeah. mission. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not allowed exactly, to come. Yeah. I'd kill him too quick. Yeah, we'll bring we'll bring vegetarian Steve instead. <laughs> I think he needs to roll bluff. For that chat, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a great then, bluff skill. Yeah, I mean, you can take an NPC if you want someone to to carry, you know, packs of, of gear and stuff. But uh, yeah, why not? Uh, vegetarian Steve, it is our our captain. Yeah. I've, I've I've got your pack. Let's let's head out. We could bring uh, Owl Bear. We haven't brought Owl Bear anywhere in a while. He's too valuable. He's too valuable. <laughs> and, and, too valuable. I'm worried he's going to be too intimidating to the Naga. That's fair. Or or, or maybe too attractive. Who knows, right? Like maybe no. vegetarian steam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, right. So so heading up that way, it is it is a bit of a a long trek, uh, and while you are still following the coast, 
you know, finding exactly where this this hill and the, the lone tree is, I think I'm going to to have you guys make a um, a survival check, a secret survival check. Um, who who's got the the highest score here? Who wants to pathfind for for the group? I have an eleven. Fourteen. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna roll secret here, and uh, yes. Are you gonna tell us who's to blame? <laughs> I think I think Kando so edges out. Yeah, Hanto has thirteen. So mm-hmm. oh, the the druid's good for one thing. Oh boy, I'm barely good for something. <laughs> Let's see here. And your aha, suck it, weirdos. I'm really good at survival. <laughs> <laughs> You're trained or expert at this level. Trained. Uh, I mean, that's enough to to find your way. There's not really a path, indeed you know between these uh, a human and a naga settlement so you do have to go fairly slow to you know investigate some some areas that that could be kind of the area like maybe you find some some sea caves but they're they're empty except for crabs so ranging out it, it does take a little while but yeah following kind of the directions slip gave you I mean, you, you pass many a hillock, um, but eventually you're able. Actually, give give me a uh, a nature check as well. You can mm. you can roll this one. Oh boy, howdy! Oh. Uh, natural toot. toot. Uh, you know what? what? Yeah. Oh, for heaven's sake! All right, <laughs> twenty two. It's a little better. Yeah, it's not great, but um, I, I think you can identify the the plant that might be. Growing along the the shoreline as an old uh, uh, jacamas plant, you know, mm. kind of an enormous one, but maybe misidentify a few kind of marshy jungle trees first before you know about six hours of hiking towards the north before you find near uh, a mouth of a stream and, and kind of like a marshy headlands that empties into a, a cove. What looks like a large pool the deep rocky basin that seems to be a little bit fresh water in places some salt water as well where the tide would come up and uh, you do have to climb up a a small series of of muddy rises along the the edge of the the shore here to to get there but this looks to be the place where you're you're said to wait for sarlis is there anything you want to do while while waiting um i think i would uh take some time to refocus as i would not mm, clamber clamber up these muddy hills i would fly up because Mm. that's my that's my want now (laughs) so having the 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 air currents kind of lift you up there and everyone else can do do you want to get to the to the top of this hill and wait along with uh can do so do you want to spread out at all or what would you like to do um can alara's hide in is there a tree that she can hide behind or in yeah there's a tree line maybe 40 50 feet away that you can try and find some cover in yeah i'll do that the single tree though is, is kind of out there on the the rocks and the mud hills <laughs> probably not a good hiding spot huh well, I mean, um, you, you can hide there, but it it would take you a little bit 
for for someone looking to to find you in the trees. I think Hanta would uh, approach uh, Cassius and kind of do the reverse nod and say, I assume you're going to be doing most of the talking here. Cassius just kind of looks around and goes, I'll try, but boy, I have no idea how this is going to be going. (laughs) Well, uh, I may look to you for a bit of a bit of muscle should things go awry. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm up on my ghost horse looking pretty reasonably menacing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get that going for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, I have I have uh, Ichabob Crane up on that hill. I have, <laughs> I have the legend of Sleepy Hollow, mate. Ichabob Crane? Ichabob. Ichabob. <laughs> the, the, uh, that's the off-brand version of Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Um, Ichabob. Ichabob. So he'll he'll just uh, he'll nod and say, "I figure it might be best for me to be at your side to show that you are willing to make an alliance with more than soft-skinned humanoids." That don't might not be a bad idea. Also, just in case they try to swallow me whole, which give or take might be their best choice. I'm reasonably confident that I can protect you from that. Thank you for describing my skin as soft. I moisturize daily. You just appreciate it. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh also uh your family is it makes me think of my own home i'm glad that you could have that experience as well thank you it is probably far more than i will ever deserve and far more than i could ever repay but it is nice to have a home hopefully i can come back someday i would like that and perhaps we could do it together and certainly i would love to visit where you where you were raised as well Perhaps our adventures will take us there one day. And I might need to no. warn them that you're coming. That would probably be wise. I'll try not to make a fool of myself, but no promises if if your drink is good. He, he kind of, you can see the, the corners of his lips kind of pull back a little bit as his head just kind of tilts side to side like, eh. Ah, oh, then perhaps I'll be fine. That gives me far more confidence now that I know. Lots, lots of nutria in those, in those woods. <laughs> Right, so after a, a short time, you guys talking by the pool, hiding in the trees, um, from the center of, of one of these pools, swaying vigorously on a large snake-like torso is a, a waga uh, who seems to be hissing at you as soon as she appears from the water. Just uh, swaying back and forth uh, in a definitely like in a strike posture at all of you making direct eye contact. Uh, why don't you guys make me a perception check? I want to look into her eyes. Oh my. Ooh. Natural one. Hey, opposites. <laughs> Two sides of a very different die. Yeah, natural 20. Candoso, you can tell uh, uh, I mean critically so even that they are in their current state very unhappy and it seems like this isn't i mean they they don't seem to know who you are they're they're just generally annoyed right now and you can see a, a great deal of tension as their their body kind of shakes and you see water kind of flecking off of them but uh yeah they they don't seem to be ready to strike right now mm-hmm. but uh as, as she pulls her body out of this pool she like coils up in a defensive position and uh and continues hissing just um kendoso will call out and say say 
Hold, friend Naga. We come seeking information. We seek no quarrel. What, uh, what has got you in such a, uh, such a state? You seem agitated. Um, I, I think with your, well, actually, give me a, do you have occultism? No. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I kind of do. I've got, uh, the, the human thing that lets me sort of make checks for all sorts of things, but. I have it, if it helps. Well, Oh, uh, what's Candoso's lore skill? Oh, uh, uh, that's ocean. So, but my occultism is eight. And so, okay. Well, why don't you give me a roll? Sure. 20. So. Respectable for me. I mean, <laughs> I had to roll a 12 just to get that. Yeah. For, for that amount, at the very least, I think because of your prior run-in with with a water naga um you know to to be saying this in aquan oh right um, yeah which is a language i don't speak oh okay but yeah you you can say it in common obviously but um doesn't doesn't have the okay the, well, then I, I will effect. then I, I would uh i would alert the captain as to uh as to mm-hmm. uh the the state of this of this creature and how it, it seems perturbed, um, but uh, uh, perhaps uh, perhaps something is wrong and uh, some evil needs to be set right in the woods. Uh, all right, and uh, Rebecca, remind me this Naga's beautiful name. Sarless. Look at you two taking notes. Uh, like real <laughs> players. I know. It's all fake. Uh, so Cassius <laughs> will will uh, you know maybe remove his hat. And uh, in Aquin, say, uh, I can only hope that I'm witnessing the beautiful iridescent scales of the one that is called Sarlis, who I am seeking out and humbly asking to pretend, perhaps, trade information with, as we are here diplomatically. Um, Hunt, does Hanto have anything to, to say here as well? Do, do, you, do you speak Aquin at this point as times his intelligence has remained at a steady eight <laughs> perfect eight. Uh, eight. you and me both buddy you and me both uh well stupid nature people high five diplomacy maybe wise Patrick? but dumb cassius yeah. cassius and condoso can make a diplomacy check or you can aid one another in, in this respect oh okay well who well, actually yeah why don't you try oh, to my. aid here can try because we are in mission 13 all right well not a critical success uh unfortunately i was about to say with a 33 on cassius being very great oh actually you know what i'm sorry you do get a, a bonus because you can speak aquan correct yes the, okay. yeah all that was in aquan okay actually that is enough for a critical success oh hooray so, uh excellent they the uh, Sarlis indeed, uh, you know, maybe taken aback. You speak their their tongue, and you're you don't seem to be attack while not stopping being defensive. You know, will stop her hissing and and kind of look fairly alarmed, but still says, "Yeah, why have you intruded in my domain? Oh, what what insolence is this? Who are you?" If I may humbly introduce myself and my friends, my name is Cassius Vell. I am 
the captain of the Tidebreaker, and these are my officers, Alaris, Candoso, and Honto. We are here because we are hoping that you would be willing to trade information that we think you are in possession of for whatever you are in need of, perhaps. And we are hoping that we can come to some kind of uh, beneficial agreement here. Information, you say. You have come to take it if I do not agree. That is why you bring you three the swords and, and the claws. What is it that you want? There are rumors circling the shackles that of spies, people from, what was that city? City? Uh, the, the nation the, of Cheliacs? Nation, nation, yeah. Cheliacs spies who are seeking to undermine the shackles rule of the free captains. We are trying to find those spies and the rumor mill has it that you are aware of perhaps where such spies may be. Now, I'm, I have, we have come ask that we trade that fairly. If you do not wish to trade it, then that is the way it is. Be on our way. I do not seek to. You live here, and from what I have heard, you guys have ruled your domain well. I am not a conqueror, nor someone who seeks to wield death and judgment wildly, so I have simply come out of the hope to keep the shackles free of the those who wish to rule it. Surely, if the Cheliacs do come and take over this entire area, it will be bad for both your you and your domain, as well as it will be me and my sea. I do not enjoy any man-things in my territory. A spy, you say. A spy, indeed. Walking on those two things below your, your waist. Hmm. Perhaps I, I have knowledge of, of which you speak. Perhaps I am willing to trade for it for a price. I am willing to pay any sum or trade any favor if I can achieve it. I, I have no use for your trinkets. I don't need your, your, your iron, your gold, but I do need my, 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 my own territory to be my own. I have a former broodmate whose clutch did not survive, and he has taken our cavern, our home for himself alone, and refuses to vacate. And I cannot lay my current clutch of eggs anywhere but there. It was prepared. If you can drive Moon Array from the area, I shall give you, yes, yeah, I shall give you your spy. Anto noticed that it looked like she was carrying, but politely said nothing. <laughs> he wasn't sure um, and didn't want to get a massive negative to diplomacy by being like, how far along are you? And this, uh, how many eggs up in that belly? You know, I almost wish she had done it because Cassius does have like the anti faux pas skill. <laughs> Where I can try to intervene on a social phone. Oh, no. What he means is you just look kind of fat, is all. <laughs> <laughs> that because you have obviously killed and eaten so many. You were such a great hunter. Um, uh, yeah, so no, Cassius will, uh, will say, You're uh, this ex broodmate of yours. Should he not wish to vacate your beloved cove, are we? 
like us to remove him and keep him alive, or is this more of a you're, you're through with him sort of situation? Hurt that snake. Beat him. Cut him like he cut me when our eggs did not survive. Do not kill him, though. Uh, you, you see his seed is strong, and he will sire young, perhaps with a female of lesser stature than I. But do drive him off of my lair. That is something I can definitely accomplish, and uh, I will let you know when it is done. I am sure you will find a better broodmate, one of one that is worthy of your radiance. Soon enough, there are few men, uh, 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 few creatures of any any type stronger than than he. Your your work will be cut out for you. And so turns into a dinosaur. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh? Uh, his seed is strong. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to attack me? I will eat you. I, will eat you. <laughs> I, I turn back but, into a, a fleshy man thing. <laughs> but Candoso forgets to unsummon the phantom steed, so he oh, squeezed summarily crushes it. Oh no! Um, uh, why don't you make me? Unfortunately, just you see three close by another perception check. Do, 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 do. 30 for Cassius. Yeah, this is, this is no no spotting check. It is indeed a sense motive. It, uh, I mean, is very difficult, perhaps, for your crewmates here to pick up on because I don't think they speak Aquan. But um, uh, talking about this, uh, Moonaray, it does seem like she might still have some loin feelings for him. Mm. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I even picked up more, on that. Even more important to not uh, not murder the Moonray. Moonaray, indeed. Or, or Moonaray, yeah. Right. So she'll slither back into the waters here in the 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 reflecting pool. And, That's uh, a Moonray. Ca- Cassius will turn <laughs> oh, around and say. I will say, although y'all, none of you could understand that, that you are very lucky to not have understood any of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that sounded gross. That sounded filthy. <laughs> there was a lot of... Um, There's a lot of lick, lipping, like a, a snake tongue uh, slithering. <laughs> right, exactly. She's just rubbing her scales with her so, tail. So it sounded like it was a profoundly horny conversation you two were having. So good job. Not great. But great uh, work, Captain. I'm, I'm the, uh, if I had to better you than me, up. I'll never put a point into intelligence. <laughs> As you should never do, mate. A dumb stat, if I've ever heard of one. But Gross. our mission is very simple. There is a cove nearby. One of her ex-broodmates, as I'm sure you can all relate to, has taken a presence there, and we need to remove him from the premise, but we may not kill him, for she doth have loin feelings for him. So we will have to take care of this. I wish it was a bit simpler, but this be the way. Uh, we feel like we have been dragged around the entire shackles just to get find out what the name of a single spy, but mm. here we be, suffering the wrath of a female naga for some seed off of a male naga. <laughs> well, I mean, the option always exists because this is not a, a video game where you're locked into a fetch quest. You can just beat up Sarlis, like if, if you're sick I of know, uh, the story. But if there's anything I've learned by 
hogging around with these two fools and I'm physically pointing at Seth and Jabert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, look, this, I'm at the point it, where I feel like we need to trademark the 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 phrase loin feelings. Yeah. 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 Dolph has really skewed me out. Every time anyone says loin feelings, I'm like, <laughs> dead men roll no crits. Come for the adventure, yeah, we, stay for the loin feelings. <laughs> I feel like we need to trademark that just so no right, one can I'm ever sorry. say that again in, on Earth. Like, yes. I'm sorry. She she is missing her cloaca connection. How about that? Oh, <laughs> oh that's, I see. that's better, huh? Perfect. I, I don't know why that made me think of the rainbow connection. So it's like all aboard the cloaca connection. Oh, it's getting worse and worse, man. Well, would you, is it a would dating service? Has, I feel like a, that's a dating service. It's for a, frogs and pigs. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to make it. <laughs> Uh, well, Patrick, Will... would you say that she has a semi for his Hemi? Oh no, God. I would never say that <laughs> in a million years, really. Gross. Um, Rebecca gets to cut a huge swath of conversation no, this... right on out. This I need but a, a content warning on this one, too. Yeah. This stays in. Becoming but thankfully, thankfully, you guys have an entire week to think up more gross things to say as the meeting of moon array and perhaps figuring out where the spy information is is a tale for another time here on dead men roll no crits oh it was oh it was just a lot of build up this episode we'll have to save the fight for next time oh i'm excited and i don't know how we're gonna take this poor this this guy alive that's gonna be hard well, very, I have a very, a very simple solution. Uh, monk attacks can be lethal or non-lethal. It just, yeah, just it's like a switch. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, we still like even if we knock him out in the cove, that means we have to drag his body out of said cove and like kick him to the like literally kick him to the curb. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll research uh, carrying weight and, and, <laughs> and strength scores. Uh, sure yes. And once again, all week until <laughs> we have to deal with that. So. Uh, Guys, thanks for playing with me this week. Thank you, Patrick. Diving down further along the coast. And listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. And and, uh, yeah, all of our freebie captains, everyone out there interacting. Thank you so much. We will catch you next time. Absolutely. All of you, I have loin feelings for you. Oh, no. For goodness sake. Uh, See you next time with Devin Rudolph Crits. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.